Welcome to the Success by Design podcast, where we teach professional women to achieve success on their own terms. In a world that often tells us we're not enough and that success requires sacrificing our well being, we're here to challenge that narrative. Our podcast teaches you how to close your confidence gap, avoid burnout and overwhelm, and navigate demanding careers without sacrificing your personal life. We provide actionable strategies and insights to help you boost your peace, your potential, and your paycheck. Subscribe and review our podcast today, and let's start designing the life you deserve. Hey family, welcome to another episode of the Success by Design podcast. Today, we're continuing our conversation about communication. How do we amplify our voice in order for us to be able to share without playing it small? So today, that's the conversation we're having. And so let's kick this off. Haley, in your career, have you ever had occasion where you're sitting into a meeting room with different stakeholders and the same voices are speaking? And you wonder, why is it that no one else is speaking? And then you're starting to ask yourself, why is it that you're not speaking? I have had this epiphany one day and that stayed with me. Why wasn't I speaking during these type of meetings? And that was like a while ago. And I realized that, yes, there was the imposter syndrome, the fear of, but when I went beyond the imposter syndrome, I started realizing that there was a few things. The first is that the same voices look the same. And in my case, I was the only one in the room. And so I felt intimidated. I would come into the room very charged and energetic. And then somehow I would shrink and shrink and shrink as I'm sitting in that chair. And I started thinking, okay, what are the thoughts coming to me? Oh, what I'm thinking, what I'm going to say is not important enough. Oh, someone else already spoke about it. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to, you know, feel that I'm incompetent and that finally someone's going to figure out that what I'm saying is nonsense. Have you had this happening to you when you cross the communication level? Yes, I have. And as you were saying that, I just had all these thoughts flood back into my mind and memories of (laughs) that situation. It's sad to say, but immediately I had people pop into my head that I thought back in the past talk too much. And I think everybody has that probably in every company and in every team. When you get together, there's always going to be that one person that just overtalks everyone or speaks up or has an opinion about everything. And when you think about that person, what usually happens? For myself, I would just tune out. And so I would stop listening. And so then your mind wanders and you're not really present in the meeting. You're thinking about other things because, you know, this person's always going to be talking. They're always going to hear themselves talk. So why bother? Because if I, and I start thinking in my mind, if I speak up, no one's going to listen. Or this person's going to, you know, find a reason to go against what I have to say. So why say it? Why put forth the effort? Or I'm going to come across the wrong way. My tone won't be right. Or what I'm saying won't be clear. And all those things are going through my head. So I'm like, you know what? This is too much effort. Let me just be quiet. This person's going to talk anyway. So let me not bother and even speak up. But as you said, an epiphany came around and I've started noticing and watching other people in meetings. And I started noticing how when you do have someone that over talks, how do you kind of put them in the corner or how do you kind of bring other people into the conversation? And I talk a lot about this with my clients and that really helped me personally as I was talking to them and helping them with ways to find their voice and ways for them to speak up to see how it's important. And so I'm going to share some of the tips. We can go back and forth and sharing tips. The one thing that I've really found is being clear and concise 
when you have ideas and things to say. And that, of course, is going to involve preparation. So when you're preparing for a meeting, I know we have a lot of meetings today. So you may say, I have back-to-back meetings, so I don't have time to prepare for every single one. And that's very true. Time is definitely valuable these days. But if you have a meeting where you know that it's really close to a project or work that you're working on, take a few minutes if you can, even if it's just five minutes, and look at the agenda, think about what's going to be talked about, and think about what is your contribution that you can bring to that meeting. And then jot down a few notes if you need to, jot down a few ideas. That way, when you do speak, you can be very clear and concise in what you have to say, and people are going to listen to you. What have you found that's helped you, Gray? I would say for me, you know, as I evolve, like clear and concise, 100%. Be client-focused. So obviously, that's what I say to clients. But at the time, you know, if I was talking to a stakeholder, it's be stakeholder-focused. So what is it that my stakeholder, first of all, what is it my stakeholder wants to know? Two, what is my stakeholder's communication style? That was like an epiphany for me, right? So most of the stakeholder I work with were direct, give it to me in straight, don't go a hundred route to go and speak and give it to me in a short manner. Don't give me your whole full report of 300 page. I know you've done the work. I don't need to know all that. I just need to know in less than 12 words, what could you say, right? So be client focused. Stop obsessing over your nerves, your worry about, are you saying something good? Are you saying something bad? And then just think about how do you want them to feel? One tip I would say about that is ask yourself these three words. What three words describe the energy you want to create in that meeting? I love that because when you think about the energy you're bringing, it made me think about my question about success. So what do you want to walk away from that meeting, either knowing for yourself or having others know. So think about what does success look like at the end of this meeting? And something else that comes to mind a lot is tone, especially as women. We're always said that we can get emotional or we can raise our voice, lower, you know, all those types of things come into play. So think about the tone of voice, how you are coming across. Is your voice raised? Are you coming across in an argumentative way? Because a lot of times we are, and we may not even realize it. That's the thing. Sometimes it's just maybe say that's the way we talk. Or if, for instance, you know, if a man talks or if a man yells, or if a man has an authoritative voice, everybody listens. If a woman does, oh, she's emotional or she's having a bad day or she's upset. And so thinking about your tone and how am I going to come across? Am I coming across in a passive way? Am I coming across in an aggressive way? Am I able to speak and share what I have to say without so-called bringing in any emotion? Can I get it out in a way that everyone can listen? Because sad to say, people will get caught up in the way that we speak sometimes and not in the words that we're saying. So let's focus on the words that you said, what's coming out of our mouth? What are the things we want to get across? And let that speak for itself and not speak for the tone of our voice. And also our facial expressions and our body language plays another big role. Sometimes we may find ourselves that the same person is always speaking. We can do those eye rolls. Oh, here they come again. And that shows on our face, especially if we're doing a virtual meeting sometimes and people will notice your facial expressions and they'll notice how you're responding. So being aware of that too, of your facial expressions, your body language can help also amplify your voice because when you step into a room and you bring that authority, people are and say, wow, I want to hear what she has to say. I want to hear what message she's giving across. And all that other stuff drops off and people are able to focus again on what you're saying and not on who or your emotions or your actions. Before I go into my other C, I love this because one thing I've noticed coming back to the tonality of voice is when you speak, 
And I was I was reading this and I thought it was so fascinating about body language. When you speak, oftentimes, and I say we from a woman perspective, right? So, and men don't do that as much, I've noticed. But when we speak and we want to have our point come across, we either start like la 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 and go down or go up. If you go up, oftentimes it's not well perceived. It's perceived as if you are unsure, you're not confident, you're kind of like pitching back towards the ceiling. And it's like, let's say I introduce myself as, hi, my name is Grigishka, right? So almost like singing it out, like the last letter or Grigishka, and it's going up right? And if I go up, it's reducing your credibility towards whoever you're hearing. And it's very subtle. I know because I've done it and I wanted to test it. Like whoever you speak with, notice their body language. Notice how when you use your high pitch at the end, and I'm pushing the high pitch with the song, but the truth is when you're like increasing the end of your words at the end towards a higher level, it's not well perceived. But if you go lower or neutral, so high, my name is Grigishka, right? So you can hear the difference. It's subtle, but it's more confident. You're owning who you are. You're owning your space. You're owning your words. You're owning your message that you want to share, that you want to have come across. So be sure that when you use your tonality, you're aware of what comes across when you speak. And for me, it took me a long time because I love the So it took me a long time to realize that, oh, I'm pitching at the end and it's not well perceived. So I had to practice being neutral or going down. Oh my goodness. As you were saying that, I was thinking about just even saying our names, like when somebody meets you for the first time and you say, like if I say, hi, what's your name? What's your name? Oh, my name's Haley. Hi, my name is Haley. You know, like speak it up. And then also too, and I know you get this, even with mine, I, I definitely know you get this. People are saying your name wrong. And so, you know, back in the day, they'd be like Hallie or whatever. And I'd just kind of be like, okay. But, you know, and, and so now say if someone says Haley and they say, oh, Haley. And I'm like, no, Haley. And so again, that can make people feel uncomfortable. Oh, you know, now they're coming with a no, this is that. So, you know, I finally tell a little story. They can't say Haley. <laughs> I say, you know, the comment, remember Haley's comment? They're like, oh, oh, okay. So now you'll never forget my name. Because you think about the comet when you see me coming and I'm a rocket ship, right? So then that makes them associate something with your name. And again, they're going to remember that name. They're going to remember that voice. So little tips like that too. Or if you just want to find something, even if you have a common name, finding something that makes you special or makes you unique when you share your name with others, again, will amplify that voice and you'll leave a lasting impression in that person's mind. Oh, I love the name thing. <laughs> this could be a whole episode on its own, by the way. Now I'm excited because yes, my name as yours, but my name is longer, of course. My name is a icebreaker. It really is. I love my name. It's not something I shy away from. And I remember being at a place, workplace, and even at church. I, I visited a church actually recently and the pastor was introducing me with the different people. She said, so a man came up and said to me, Hi, I love your story because I was speaking at that time. So he's like, I love your story. Thank you so much. Can you remind me your name? And I said, my name is Grigishka. He said, I'm going to call you G. And I said, no, you won't. Because <laughs> he's like, but you can call me J. I'm like, with your permission, I have no problem calling you J or whatever, but you won't call me G. Because my name is 11 letters and I honor my 11 letters. And the reason why I honor my 11 letters is because, and I only give permission to specific people. So Haley's calling me one thing and I give her that permission. She asked and I did it. Close people to me, I give that permission. They know my name. If someone comes up and say, do you have another name? I say no. And I'm not lying. I say no to everyone else because we're not that close. 
And there's a respect about owning your name, right? And your name is part of your identity. So this conversation about communication starts with identity, owning who you are. It's owning your talent. It's owning your point of view, even if it's not popular point of view. And it's also being able to listen to others. And your name is part of all of that. And so if you have another name and you're very comfortable about being called something else, kudos to you. But my name is Grigishka. The only other derivative that I accept is Greggy, and that's with my permission, or Greg with my closest people, so Haley and other people. And so my best friend calls me like that. But all of these people have known my name, are able to say my name properly. And so I have no issue going and translating and transitioning within those worlds. But for everyone else, it's Grigishka. And why? It's because here's what I believe about name. It's a question of self-respect. So you respecting yourself and your identity, but it's also showcasing respect to another person. So if I honor your name by saying it, or even if you say, well, Grigishka, I have to ask you over and over, I'd rather you say that to me. And I have no issue repeating my name because I know, you know, not everyone was like me learning my name at one years old, right? So I have no problem repeating it, but I do have a problem if you decide to constrict my name without my permission. That doesn't work for me because now you're saying to me that I'm not important enough for you to even make the effort. While in my eyes, you are as important, I get to communicate your own name. So I know I'm segue within communication because communication is also body language. And for me, that is a big thing about names. As you were saying, I thought about the famous interview a couple, probably a year or a couple years back now, where he said, put some respect on my name. So I wanted to say, yes, we're going to put respect on everybody's name. And that helps you to amplify your voice. And also I'll end on your last C is confidence as well. Confidence plays a huge role in communication. If you think back to some people that you think are great speakers or some great communicators, you'll probably end up saying that they're a very confident person. When you look at them, they exude confidence. Now, if you ask them, they may say they're super nervous and they're a mess on the inside, but you would never know it because of the way they carry themselves and their confidence comes out. People feel that confidence. People are drawn to that confidence. And that's the same way too. When you think about those that speak a lot or speak up in your company, or maybe leaders that you admire or leaders that are your mentors at your company or the other colleagues that you work with, usually are very confident. I usually ask my clients when I'm talking to them about if they're working on you know managing up or they want to level up or they want to amplify their voice. I would say, tell me someone in your company that you admire or that you feel is a good communicator or a good speaker. All the time, one of the qualities or traits that they say about that person is that they have confidence and they seem very confident from the time they step into the room, the time they come on camera, and the time that they speak to the way that they carry themselves throughout the conversation and throughout the meeting, they're exuding confidence. So I want you this week to think about the last time you felt really confident. When did you really feel great when you were speaking and you were communicating? Think about the environment. Think about the circumstances. Think about what made you feel confident. Maybe it's something simple as wearing your favorite blouse or wearing your favorite piece of clothing or something that makes you feel confident or a comfortable pair of shoes or a really cute pair of shoes, whatever it may be. Maybe having a sticky note on your monitor in your notebook that reminds you to tap into your confidence and show up confidently when you speak. Last thing, but before I go into the last point, I'm going to ask you for a favor. 
please click on the subscribe button if this episode is reflecting your reality and you're learning so much about the tips and strategies that we're offering. I'm asking you to share with your colleague or your professional network, your family and your friends, and also leave a review. The review, you can only leave it on Apple. So for those that are on Spotify, you won't be able to, but you could press the five stars. We never say no about the five stars. And please do so. And if you want to connect with us and want to know, we want to share about a topic you would like us to share, please send us an email at successbydesignpodcast.com so that we can support you. And who knows, maybe your topic will be one of our next episodes. All right, so let me go into the last point. And this is not about the C's. It's still linked to confidence. I would say that it's learning how to say no. Now, many of you have heard about people saying, well, you have to learn how to say no, use boundaries and all. This is not where I'm going with this. What I've learned about the power of no is that oftentimes, and I'm going to talk from a female perspective, we don't literally use the word no. We indirectly say, I'll give you a great example. You don't want to go out. Someone calls you, one of your good friends calls you and say, hey, I would love for us to go out tonight. Are you free? But in your head, you already have an intention of doing something else. And you're like, um, well, would it be possible to, well, my children are home. And so instead of saying, no, I'm not able to tonight, let's look into other possibility. We divert and find ways to speak about our no's in different ways. So communication is all about Again, coming back to communication style, it's all about being able to own your no's and your yeses. So make sure that you're able to communicate clearly your no's. There's a great book that's called Nonviolent Communication. It's a great, great book. We'll link it into the show notes. And I strongly recommend this book. So if you don't know how to communicate and you don't want to sound violent or you get into conflict and you just you avoid conflict or you don't know how to manage conflict, that's a great book. But again, practice in front of a mirror how to say no. Practice with your friends how to say no. If you know your intention is that I'm not going out, I don't want to do this, I need to push back into this project because I'm overwhelmed, find ways to say, okay, how can I say no that is assertive and yet still engaging and still creating less expectation and less overwork for me? You know what? You just gave us another episode. Because a lot of times at the end of the year, as we review our and set our review our accomplishments for this year and set goals for next year, I hear so many people say, I want to be able to say no and only accept or take on things that matter to me. So we're going to talk about that, family. We're going to give you all some excellent tips in a future episode about how to say no and how to feel good about it. So I love that. We see how we just rolling right with it. I love it. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please take these tips for communication and do if it's just one, take one and see how you can start applying it today to help you to amplify your voice and to be a better communicator. So as always, family, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Success by Design podcast. That's it for this episode. And as always, you have the power to create the life you want. So go out there and intentionally design your success today. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time on the Success by Design podcast.